It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. Talking Twins and more, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me, my wonderful co-host from twinfo.com.au, Naomi. Hello, Naomi, how are you going? Hello, Nikki. Very well. What about you? Have you had a good week? Oh, you know what? Um, at the moment as we're recording this, I'm still in lockdown. So I've literally got diddly squat to talk about. Nothing. <laughs> it's just like Groundhog Day. My, my dad would ring when we were in lockdown. He'd be like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, good. And he's like, he's like, oh, you don't have much to say. And I'm like, dad, I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> well, you're not in lockdown. So surely you've got a tail because you're going away. I'm totally I jealous. Know. So, well, look, and I'm not making light of anyone being in lockdown. Oh, no, enjoy it. Enjoy it. But we're going to be in a camper van the size of that little van that delivers your parcels, probably quite frequently for those that are in lockdown. It is the tiniest little high ace tiny van, and all four of us are sleeping and living in that. Um, so I don't know how we're going to go because... Um, yeah, we're all pretty tall in our family and apparently it's quite quite cramped living quarters, shall we say. <laughs> you know what? I'm suddenly not as jealous as I was about 30 seconds ago because I'm, yeah. I'm I struggle I with know. the whole vanning thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a tiny van. I mean, most people's couch is probably not much smaller. <laughs> Uh, the question is, will you all be on speaking terms by the end of the holiday? <laughs> We're either going to love each other or not, but anyway. <laughs> oh, look, good luck. I can't wait to hear the outcome of that one. Uh, look, before you go on holidays, though, we are going to have a chat with Lauren. Now, Lauren has uh, quite an experience to share with us. I'm looking forward to this. I am too, so we'll get her up next. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. And as we said, Lauren Sinclair is joining us. Hello, Lauren. How are you going? I'm good. How are you guys going? We are fantastic. fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're not as uh, jealous of Naomi as I am because I think your situation <laughs> is worse than mine. You're actually in quarantine at the moment. Yeah, we are on day seven of 14-day quarantine with our 22-month-olds. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you have a back garden? No, we don't. That, this behind, oh. you, you, you guys can see it, our listeners won't be able to, but I have like a tiny little play area behind me. Um, we have a back deck, but we don't have a front garden or a back garden because when we bought our house, we have a national park across the road. So we just kind of thought, well, you know, why do we need a garden? We've got a national park, but we can't go there. So, Oh, <laughs> you must be literally week. counting down the days. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting through it hour by hour at the moment. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Well, well let's that. get through some of the time by distracting yeah. you because we would love to hear more about your journey. Nice let's to socialise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's start, um, I guess, right at the beginning. When did you guys yeah. find out that you were pregnant with twins and what, you know, we What's your story? Tell us a bit about yourselves. Um, so my husband Tyson and I got married um, in March 2019 and went on a honeymoon to Japan and um, started trying to conceive um, on that honeymoon in Japan. And when we got back, we got a, were lucky enough to get a positive test straight away. Um, and then while I was pregnant in like those first kind of early weeks, my husband kept making this running joke that we were going to be having twins um, he was constantly saying to me, you know, just imagine, just imagine if there's two, like there could be two. And I just laughed it off. And so when we had our dating scan at seven weeks, 
um, he saw it on the screen before I did. I just thought it was two, like one embryo from two different angles, um, but it wasn't. <laughs> and he said, oh, my God, I was right, there's two. And I said to him, shut up. Seriously, can you take this seriously? Like this is our first scan for our little baby. And that was when the um, lady doing the scan turned to me and said, no, he's right, you're having twins. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so that was at seven weeks um, and we found out in that scan straight away they could tell that they were MCDA twins. Right. Um, yeah, wow. so things got pretty full on from there. <laughs> wow. And what was the first thing yeah. that you said to him? Yeah. Well, I was um, in the middle of having an internal ultrasound. <laughs> and, uh, always a joyful and, experience. Yeah, yeah, always a joyful experience as it is. And um, my reaction was just like I just couldn't stop laughing. You know that kind of like unhinged hysterical laughing when you're in shock? Um, that was me. And so the... Um, the lady in there actually said it was nice because usually they get either somebody start crying or like run out of the room swearing. And so to have me laugh, they actually thought that was okay. So yeah, I, I laughed. I was hysterical. I was in shock. Um, my husband had to go back to work straight away. I went over to my mum's house um, and she obviously knew I was having the scan. And I said to her, everything's okay. Like everything's okay with the baby, but I need you to sit down. <laughs> And um, just basically spent like the whole day on the couch um, crying at her house, just trying to kind of cope with the news, yeah. What was her reaction? She she was excited. She was shocked. Yeah. I think she was definitely worried because I think like obviously being a mum when your first, you know, kind of grandchild is coming along anyway, it's kind of like a daunting and stressful experience um, to sort of find out immediately that it was going to be high risk. Um, had her worried. And I think she was also worried that her dreams of being a nana that babysat her little baby grandchild was going to be difficult, but she's actually nailed it. She has them uh, for a day a week and she's awesome with them. Like they stay at her house when we're not in lockdown and she's she's really good with them. So she hasn't lost that dream. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. So how did your pregnancy sort of unfold from there? It was tough. I um, didn't enjoy it <laughs> at all. Um, I had like really bad morning sickness, as so many twin mums would know. Um, I wasn't, I was lucky enough that I wasn't v vomiting, but I just was nauseous for the entire pregnancy. I didn't, yeah, didn't it didn't let up at all. Too. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I was losing weight because I couldn't eat and like just trying to force myself just to keep, pe like put a piece of toast in my mouth was really hard. Um, and then around, I kind of got to like around 24, 25 weeks before I started to get like a lot of pain um, and just were really, really uncomfortable. And then they were born at 29 weeks. Wow, 29 wow. weeks. Yeah. 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 And, and that is one of the big key things. And, and through this podcast, we have spoken to, to mums who have delivered on both ends, um, you know, right up to sort of 38 weeks, right down to yourself. So 29, which is, yeah. I guess, something that in the back of, I know in the back of my mind, I'm sure, Naomi, you were the same. You sort of think, when is this going to happen? I know, as you said, it's a high-risk yeah. pregnancy. There is that um, yeah. element that could happen. Um, what was it like for you? Start talking through what, what yeah. went on. Yeah, so we, like, I remember my very first appointment um, at the, like, perinatal clinic at our hospital. Um, the, the doctor that took me through it all, I would have been about 12 weeks, 13 weeks then. She was actually an identical twin. And so, oh, yeah, cool. it was actually really nice because she was taking me through like yeah. all the scenarios that could go down and, and she, you know, she was a twin so she could kind of relate to 
to what I was going through. And, um, yeah, so she basically outlined from the start, like either everything will go fine and you will get to, you know, 36 weeks, 37 weeks, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what position the babies are in and so on. Um, or we will develop twin to twin transfusion early in the pregnancy. And then she talked me through like the options with the laser surgery in Brisbane and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, she did talk about what could happen if they developed any kind of um, the twin to twin transfusion and the other one is at IUGR um, yeah. later. And so we kind of knew the three different options that we could be facing. Um, and so That's then from areas like you yeah. first time yeah. parents. I know, like first time hearing their heartbeats and the same conversation was that. That. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that yeah, just like really messes with your yeah. mind. And, yeah, I was I mean, full on. You want to be exa- like so excited and, yeah. and, just, so and just having it kind of hovering over your head that, you know, mm. that there is a chance that everything's going to go wrong. Yeah. It would make it very hard. I mean, as you said, it was a struggle anyway. And then you have yeah. the nausea, the morning sickness, what we go through with twin pregnancy, but then to have that looming and knowing that things could go wrong and having had yeah. those conversations, very confronting. Yeah, yeah. So after that it was two, it was fortnightly scans. Um, and I just remember getting to every fortnight and like just holding my breath like on that um bed and then as soon as they said like everything is you know is looking okay just being like okay we got through another two weeks we got through another two weeks Mm. um I had a friend who was a midwife at the same hospital and she would always message me and say how did you go what did they say and I remember at my 20 I think it was my 28 seven week scan 27 week scan she said how did things go and I said yeah good everything's fine and she said you've made it like she's you know she said "You've you've got to the point where you can take a deep breath because if your babies are born now, chances are that they will be okay. Oh, and so I remember wow. just feeling like this sense of relief. And then um, it was about 10 days after that I had my baby shower at 28 weeks. And then a couple of days after my baby shower, started to feel this really intense um, pain down my right side. And I fronted to um, emergency a couple of times saying, you know, something's wrong. I can feel like something's wrong. And they kept saying, you're pregnant with twins. It's going to be really hard. Like, you know, this is what twin pregnancy is like. And I just kept saying to them, I'm telling you something's wrong. Like I can't keep going like this. So eventually um, they admitted me and the next day I had a scan at 29 weeks and one day. And as soon as she put the Doppler on my stomach, she said to me, are you in pain? And I said, I'm in excruciating pain. And she said, something's wrong and I'm going to go get a doctor. And straight away I just remember feeling so validated that finally somebody actually believed me. Um, and so they had developed twin-to-twin transfusion late onset, rapid. they called it rapid onset, late onset, twin-to-twin transfusion. And one of the babies was um, had four litres of liquid in her sack and the other baby had no liquid in hers. Um, wow. And that's why my right side was hurting so much because the baby that had all of that liquid was on my right side and like pulling my stomach downwards. Wow. Um, Yeah. So the same doctor who I had that 12 week appointment in the identical twin doctor was the one that came in and said, um, you'll be having your babies in the next few hours. Wow. My goodness. For people who don't understand Lauren, can you talk through twin to twin? Yeah. Because I had no idea it even existed. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, basically Poppy and Layla, um, they shared a placenta. They had their own sacs, which is good. Um, you know, that makes it a little bit of a less risky pregnancy than if they were sharing their own amniotic sac. So they had their own sacs, but they had one placenta. Um, and the risk with twin to twin transfusion is that um, the placenta can kind of play up and rewire itself so that it sends everything to one baby and nothing to the other. And it's just as risky for both babies. For one baby, they're getting kind of double the volume of, of nutrients yeah, and right. blood and liquid and their, their little heart has to try to pump through all that, hence all the fluid that was in Poppy's sack. Um, and then the other baby gets nothing. And so they're obviously yeah. at risk as well. And if it happens really early on, um, the only way that they can fix it is there's one hospital in Brisbane that there's a doctor that can do a laser surgery. And, and if that's successful, then often people can continue to carry to a safe stage to deliver. Um, but with us, it was too late. Like we were at a yeah. point where if, if they delivered them, the babies probably would be okay. Yeah. Um, so they just made the decision. Um, I remember she said to me, in an ideal world, I would give you the steroid shots and wait 24 hours but I don't think we have that long, so we're just going to have to just go ahead with it. I was actually just about to ask you if you yeah. had the steroid shots. Yeah, uh, so my, my appointment was at like 11 and they were born um, by 4 p.m. Really? What was going through your head at oh, that point? I, like, I remember. Well, part of it was definitely relief because I'd been yeah. in so much pain and I'd been so positive that something was wrong and I just felt like no one had listened to me. Mm. Um, and I'd, I'd felt like a wimp, like thinking like, oh, you know, I can't even handle this. Like, you know, these people carry twins till 36, 37 weeks. Like how am I not handling this? So there was a sense of, okay, I, I'm not crazy. Um, something is wrong. Um, and then, yeah, obviously just complete panic. Our biggest panic was that we would lose one. Um, or obviously yeah. both. Like yeah, I just remember absolutely. saying to Tyson, like, what if what if one of them doesn't survive? How are we going to go on and be parents to this one little baby when we've lost their sister? Um, but we just had to push through. The staff were amazing. My my friend who was the midwife, um, she was the one that was in there with me um, when I had my oh, C-section. Gosh. And she kept saying to me, like, Lauren, I told you, like, they're going to be fine. Like, trust me, I deal with premies on, on the daily. Like, they're going to be fine. Um, and she was right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so yeah. delivered by emergency Caesar. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened after that? Were they whisked straight into NICU and were you prepared yeah. for that? Yeah. So my husband, I'm really close to my mum. So my husband rang my mum while I was getting prepped for surgery and basically said, like, you need to get here right now. And she was like, do I have time to go get changed? And he was like, no, you don't have any time. Like, you have to come right now. So she came straight there and she managed to see me just before I went in. Um, so then they took me in. I had the C-section. Um, I said to Tyson, you have to stay with the babies. I don't want you to stay with me. I need you to go with them. So I was taken to recovery. He followed the babies to NICU and then they brought my mum in to recovery. So she she was in there with me holding my hand and they, they bring you photos of the yes. babies because you obviously you haven't seen them. And so I was lying there, you know, couldn't feel anything from my kind of chest down. Um, I had the shakes really badly um, from the anaesthetic. And um, so just sitting there and they bring in these um, these photos. Oh, right. and they, yeah. yeah. And, they t and they tape them to the side of your, of your bed. I feel like I missed out on something then. I didn't yeah. get any Polaroids. Pol no. No. no, my babies just oh, went yeah. and then I was just in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was it, was, it, was, it was actually really beautiful because that's all I had. Yeah. 
It's these two Polaroids. Oh, yeah, and I've still got the photos. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to bring my Nikki. Yeah, you're going to have to put in a complaint, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so I had my little photos and then um, our hospital, I was lucky enough that they took me through NICU on my way up to the ward. Um, so I got like a couple of minutes. Um, I've got these heartbreaking photos. I'm so glad that they took them, but when I look at them, I can't look at them without crying, of me just like tortured. My face is just tortured, crying my eyes out with my hands like in the humidity crib meeting them. And then after that, um, as you guys know, up to recovery and I didn't see them again for like another 16 to 18 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, such yeah, a, that's tough. such a familiar but, story, but different, like same, but yeah. different, but yeah, it, it is very hard. How did they go after that? Um, so we were lucky. We had like a relatively, um, I wouldn't say easy. I don't think any like kind of NICU experience is easy, but relatively drama free, um, Poppy, who was the recipient twin, the one that got everything, she kind of bounced back really quickly and she just had to grow. So she, you know, spent like maybe two weeks in NICU, then went straight into special care and just needed to rest and grow and, and so on. Our little one, Layla, she was um, 400 grams smaller than Poppy. She was only one kilo. Um, and she had um, some problems. She had a little bit of bowel stuff, neck, neck. Um, she had some scares with that Um, she had to have like several blood transfusions she had sepsis when she was born Um, so she had a tougher tougher track and um, she spent probably five weeks in NICU and then her last four weeks in special care but um, we were faced and I've written a blog about this for Twinfo we were faced with the problem of having to take one home before the other and that was something that I struggled with the whole way through um, was this choice of, you know, it wasn't even a choice we were told um, of taking Poppy home before Layla was ready, which was a really, really emotional experience. Yeah, that's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you expect to walk out of hospital with your babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you Um, expect your first night at home to have both of your babies mm. there. And, like, you know, mum guilt is hard enough as it is without, you know, having one in someone else's care when they're so little. Mm. We were very close to that. Um, Same thing, same but different. Our boys both had their own placentas, but one of them started failing. And the same thing as you, they took quite a few weeks to jump onto it. Mm. And I kept saying Mm. something's wrong, get them out. And then eventually Harrison, our smaller one, was considered a failure to thrive as in his placenta was no longer working. Um, So that's when they pulled them. And same thing, there was a 500 gram difference between the boys. We were really lucky though, because I think we were that little bit further on in stage around that 33 mark that um, we ended up being able to take the boys home. But I know exactly what you feel because that was always at the back of my mind. What if one's better than the other? So how did you cope? How did you get through when when you were faced with that? I think I had... um, at the time I'd already started to kind of build an Instagram community and I had a lot of um, twin mums who had been through it reach out to me and say, like, trust me, like, it'll be okay. Like some of them said to me, which is my advice to other mums now, that there is a good side to it because by the time you bring the second baby home, you're not scared anymore. You're not panicking anymore. You've kind of found your groove. Um, So I remember that first night taking Poppy home, like leaving Layla, I was beside myself. I cried the whole way home. You know, you're taking your 
baby home and, and I'm the crying. back of the car crying. Yeah, and the baby, like ruins the joyous was, moment, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I was just, I was so panicky and I, my heart was racing and, you know, after having a baby in NICU, like you're so used to knowing what's going on with them because of their readings, their heart rates and the, all of that kind of stuff, their oxygen Machine levels. dependent. I know. I was, I was yeah. loving my machine. So when I got home, I was like, where are the monitors? There's no yeah, monitors. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And so I remember that first like kind of couple of days was so stressful because I had to learn to read her um, without any kind of monitors. And as well, like, I mean, we've just bought this tiny, like that, she was only two kilos, this tiny little baby home. Um, but we're also packing her up every day to go spend the day at the hospital with Layla. Um, so that was like the whole extra kind of layer of stress. But we, so this was all around Christmas. So we bought Layla home the week before Christmas. We told our family we won't be coming to Christmas Day because we'll be in the hospital with Layla. Um, she'll be um, in hospital, and we're not going to we're not going to celebrate without her. So we'll spend Christmas in the hospital, and then on Christmas Eve, we went in there, and the nurses said, "Do you want to take your baby home today?" And um, oh. uh, every time, yeah. Oh, so yeah, and I and I said to them at the time, I said, "Hang on, is this?" is this for real? Are you Is this a joke? Like you haven't mentioned it. And they said, we couldn't mention it to you because we didn't want to get your hopes up. Mm. So like they'd been like kind of slowly just getting her ready. And then, yeah, so Christmas Eve, they said, do you want to take her home? We said, where's the paperwork? <laughs> like we'll sign it. And oh we took her home. And, um, and yeah, by the time we took her home, I was so relaxed. Like I'd had a week with Poppy. I'd got my kind of hand around, like I was um, expressing and bottle feeding yeah. and I'd kind of got myself into a rhythm. And like our first few weeks were so relaxing because I'd got over that stress with one baby. And so having two, it was just, oh, I'll just do the same thing twice. Yeah. Um, and we woke up on Christmas morning with our babies next to us. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an, oh, so what an awesome yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Very lucky. And how mm. are they going now? And they're good. They're pocket rockets. So they're two at the end of October. Um, so corrected age, they're like 21 months. Um, and they are very, very energetic, crazy girls. You wouldn't even know that they were premies. Um, uh, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They are just <laughs> arriving. Um, keeping us very busy and I love this age. Um, they're, they're really starting to, like, develop their own personalities and they're chatting and, you know, you can have a conversation with them now, which is really cute. Yeah, so. I do miss that, I must say, because mine are 10 now and, yeah. you know, I'm almost moving into the stage of just getting a grunt back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I remember those days when I wished you were just, <laughs> to be honest, Um but yeah. now I look back and I just, yeah, I was at the park yesterday and this little girl came over and she was probably, you know, a similar age and yeah. she was a dog and, you know. Yeah. And, and I was just like, oh, they're just so lovely. It <laughs> is. It's such, a, it's such a beautiful age. Like it's a hard age. Like I've found, you know, I know lots of people say to, with twins, like get through the first year, like the first year is really hard, but I've found the second year a lot harder. Yeah. Just ever since they've moved, like since they could walk, um, I've just felt that it's been really, really challenging. So <laughs> it's, um, oh, awesome. yeah, it's full on. Oh, well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us and for being so transparent with your story. It's, it's so quite welcome. emotional. Um, if people want to follow you, find out more, I know you, you're on Instagram. What do you yeah. handle? Share your details so everyone can jump on board. So I've got a page called um, The Twin Clairs um, on Instagram and we kind of like just, yeah, gram our daily life there and, um I try to be as open and raw and honest with what it's really like to have 
twins. Um, yeah, and there's lots and lots of other twin mums on there as well. So it's a really, really nice community. Oh, oh Lauren, fantastic. thank you so much. And it's so Thanks good to for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was fun. Thanks thank so, much. so much. Enjoy your holiday, Naomi. Best of luck. Yes. Um, <laughs> hopefully I'll survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be here just waiting to find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's talking twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.